0: she called me at one point and we were talking and basically i said if you have this baby i'm going to kill myself
1: welcome to the secret life podcast tell me your secret i'll tell you mine the best way to support the show is to subscribe and share if you haven't left a review or ratings on iTunes, please do. It helps more people find our show. And if you want to be on it, please shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brienne davis Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves and others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to go to our grave with. Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is Lucas. Lucas. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is your secret?
0: My secret is, um, so I have an older son, I, and I hope he doesn't hear this. I don't, I don't think he will come across it, so the chances are pretty low, I think, but hopefully uh, He was born out of wedlock, so basically had a one night stand with a mm-hmm. um, well, we we'd been boyfriend girlfriend, we'd broken up. Basically, we broke up, and then three weeks later, she called me and said she was pregnant. Oh. Yeah, and so then she was like, "I don't think I'm going to have it," and I was like, ah, "That's good," you know. It's like, whew. um, and then she called me back, and then she said, "You know what? I changed my mind. I am going to have it." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And um. So it's like the fact that I don't know what I was telling myself at the time or whatever, but I was like, I was really upset about that. And I was not in a good place. Like to begin with, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like this struggling filmmaker and I'd gotten into debt to make my first film. And so I was broke and, you know, we didn't have enough money to finish and I was, I was pretty depressed. And so the secret is, um, So she called me at one point and we were talking and basically I said, if you have this baby, I'm going to kill myself. Wow. Yeah. I think she knew I was bluffing, you know, or I don't, I don't remember. I mean, that, that part of the story doesn't stick in my head, but just that I would say that or I would do that just showed where my mentality is at you know, and just where my state of being was at, and I, 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 you know, I have talked about it since then, but not that often. And the one thing that really stuck out to me was I, at that time in my life, I did not think I could take care of myself, mm. much less somebody else,
1: much less a child. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I was like, how would, would you possibly expect me to? I, you know, I can't even get this to work over here. So to add something on top of that, it just doesn't make any sense kind of thing. You know, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. Finish what you were saying. I have a question, but finish what you
0: were saying. I was just going to say, you know, so obviously I changed my mind and I changed my life and I changed my life really because of this. So my whole life changed in that moment because, you know, that's when I first got into 12 Step and really started to change my life. And they say you can't do it for somebody else, but I absolutely did. I absolutely did it for him. I did it for, because if this was going to go ahead, then I didn't want my son to have the kind of father that I had. And so it just, it forced me to completely change. And so when I first heard about it, it was like the worst possible thing that could have ever happened to me because I was going to be this famous director and this is going to derail my career. This is going to get in the way of that. And it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened because it changed me as a person. Um, so,
1: But I want to go back to that phone call. Do you yeah. remember or did do you not remember what she said after you said that?
0: I don't remember.
1: You just blacked it out?
0: <laughs> mm. I don't, I, you know, it's almost like what I said was so horrible and so awful. It just rang so loud. I don't, you know. I mean, she probably said something like, "Well, that's selfish" or something. But it's just that didn't stick with me, mm-hmm. like like me saying what I said. Like whatever she said after that was essentially appropriate or right, or you know. So not doesn't really stick out. What I said was just so like hurt and angry and manipulative and scared, super scared. I was just scared as I could be.
1: How old were you when that when that 20, happened?
0: Twenty six, twenty seven,
1: And so you hang up with her. And do you remember anything after that?
0: I feel like I remember one of her friends calling me and trying to talk me down or something like that. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, but then do you remember that moment that you decide to shift? Do you remember that?
0: I, I feel like somewhere in the conversation, she said something along the lines of, or some later communication, I'm gonna have it anyway. And so then then I was faced with this thing of like, do I wanna to try to avoid it, you know, my whole life? And then in 17 or 18 years, get a knock on my front door kind of thing. And I just thought like, how horrible is that gonna be for the kid, you know? And,
1: and, and that you couldn't show up for the, like how horrible to see an 18 year old standing in front of you being like, why couldn't you stick around and you just the hurt
0: the hurt that that would cause that kid was just, yeah just be too, too horrible to imagine. And, and the great thing for me was, you know, w- was showing up as difficult as that was, you know, and, and spending time with them. And of course, you know, the rest is all, all very positive and good. Um, but, you know, just the, the um, not seeing that right away. And I remember one time, it's kind of funny, she like set up this when he was three months old, because I didn't come around right away. When he was three months old, we met at a park and so that I could see him. And her feeling was, how could I, you know, I wouldn't be able to see him and not like fall in love with him kind of thing. Right. And that did not happen. That did not, you know, because guys and babies, I mean, that's, you know, babies. Well, no,
1: even women and babies, sometimes they say as a mother, you have your baby put on your chest or you hold your baby in this, this instant love. And I have talked to so many mothers that said that did not happen. Mm. I felt no connection whatsoever.
0: Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely didn't feel any connection. And then it was about, he was about two years old where I sort of made the decision and then, you know, hadn't seen him in a while. And then I saw him, and he was just like this beautiful little boy. I was just like, oh my God, I was so amazing. And
1: it does, did he look like you?
0: No, he looked a little bit like a, a, a very short, very blonde Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> His head was still a little bit square and very large, <laughs> but he was very cute. Um, but not like me. It's like I have trouble. Like I don't like my, so he's older now, and people see us together and they go, well, obviously he's your son. I'm like, He doesn't look anything like me. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't, it's like, I I don't see that stuff very well. Even my current son, my, my younger son, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't think we look anything alike. And people say, he looks like you and your wife put together. I'm like, if you say so.
1: (laughs) If if you, okay. But I do want to go back to that sweet moment of seeing this two-year-old that looks like a blonde Frankenstein, which (laughs) is hilarious. But so where did you guys meet? Where was that moment where it clicked for you?
0: That was at her house like, like I, I came there. I don't know. I think I'd made the decision or we'd like figured everything out. And then this was like my first time coming to see him, you know, where I was going to be involved in his life. And it was just like an instant click of like, Oh, you know, cause I like kids. <laughs> I'm very comfortable around kids. And there's a big difference. You know, uh, I don't know if all guys feel this way, but until about, until they start to have some personality or something, it's really hard to Engage and then once they do, it's just like it's on, you know, it's just -hmm. let's go.
1: Well, I have a two year old now, and it is like, let's go. He has his own personality, he says the cutest things. And my husband and I look at each other and we're like, oh, my heart is hurting. I love you so much. But what was I do want to see if you remember that moment where he first called you dad?
0: I don't. Uh, But you just made me say, this is totally neither here nor there, but you just made me remember, like, to me, the the most classic story of parenting. So this is my new son, my younger son. So he was to the same age that Davis is, right? And he crawls up to me, up to my face, and he gives me a kiss right in the lips. And I'm like, this is the most miraculous thing in the whole world. And then he slapped me in the face. (laughs) And I was just like, that is the Perfect metaphor for, for parenting. That is totally. it. That, like it's everything all at once. It's the most beautiful, amazing, miraculous, horrible, terrible thing at the same time. The exact That's-
1: same time. And people do not talk about it. And it makes me so frustrated that you could <sighs> love something so much and then you hate them almost at the exact same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't have that with my older son. He's so like chill and mellow. And my my younger son, he's like he's he's much more of
1: a, Well, there he was. I think was I heard him. him. <laughs> that was like perfect timing. I'm
0: perfect. He's a bit more of a handful. He's well, very reactive. And-
1: my son is like really chill, but it's just like when you become a parent, it's not about you anymore. And I think that's, that's what you were scared of when you first found out about your first child. It's not about you anymore. You literally have to give up a part of yourself.
0: Not that I'm selfless, but there is a degree of selflessness, you know what I'm talking about, as a parent, in which you have to set yourself aside and really think about the welfare of somebody else in a way. It's like, it's been a long time since I've thought about this, but because I've had kids now for so long, but it's like, you cannot explain what it's like to have a kid to somebody who does not have it. Because I remember when I, I don't remember what it feels like to not have a kid, but I know at that time, I had no idea what that meant, or there's no way I could even process it.
1: No. And when we just became parents and we're older parents, my husband and I, and that was two years ago. And it is, first of all, it's exhausting. Second of all, like just yesterday, we both got food poison. We ate some really bad chicken and both of us were out, but one of us still had to get up and take care of our son from the nap. And it was like, who's worse off? Oh, my husband's the one throwing up constantly in the bathroom. So I guess it, it's me. And I'm sitting here trying to feed my son food while I want to throw up. And I said, this is motherhood. Like, I don't get the option to go in the room and lay down.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. So Hallelujah. that's what your
1: younger self was terrified of when it was yeah, like "Yeah, but checkmate. But
0: that's, that's what's so funny about it, too, is the younger self that's terrified of it is also the one that's miserable about it and, and thinks it's going to lose something. But it's like... I'm so much better in every way for it. And the the things that I thought I was going to lose, I really gained, you know? So it was, it, it's just, it, it's just that selfish, self-centered mindset of like, it's all going to be taken from me, you yeah. know? And Instead of
1: you just open up, you expand, you open, and it's like all is possible
0: now. You become much a much more powerful person, I think, as a result of having children. It's just I, something I inside agree. you. Yeah. you just something inside you changes.
1: So holding this secret of, you know, this moment in your life when you almost decided or threatened to commit suicide, I always like to attach the seven deadly sins. So we got pride, greed, lust, gluttony, anger, envy, and sloth.
0: Definitely anger and definitely pride.
1: Mm -hmm. Why?
0: Well, anger, you know, because she said, I'm not going to have it and then she decided and the reason she said she changed her mind is she goes i'm ready you know i th- i'm old enough now and i'm ready and i'm like if she would have come to me and the first thing she would have said is like my religion and my morals say that i you know that i have to keep it i would have said all right so it's a tough situation and we'll kind of work together that's not what happened she changed she just said i'm at the right time in my life and this would be a good time for me it's just like wait hold on so it's just, it's convenient for you and good for you at this time. It's not a good time for me. So F you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cause what, you know, cause it's like, in, in a sense, it's just like the first way is like, well, we both kind of screwed up. So we both kind of have to pay the price together. And here it it's like, that's not what it was. And so I felt pissed off about that. Got so it. part of it was like F you. It's just like, okay, you want to do it, do it, do it on your own. You know, Ech, that's a pretty <laughs> thing to admit. Um, and then what was the other one that was so it was anger and then it was sloth i mean i guess sloth yeah it's just like <laughs> i don't want to deal with it i'd rather watch tv and eat pizza
1: <laughs> raise a I child just, uh, yeah
0: it's just like I i'm still a kid to some degree i just want to keep doing that you know it's just like i don't want to clean my room dad kind of thing so that's sloth
1: you didn't want to adult up i like to call it
0: I don't want to adult up. By no means did I want to do that. I just wanted to be famous and have people love me from afar.
1: You know. Oh, because those people are all happy.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. Are there any other sins you see? Let's see. There was. Uh, I, I can't keep Pr- it in my head. for
1: Pride. Yeah. Greed, lust, gluttony, and envy.
0: Well, gluttony. I I gained a lot of weight at that time, man. I. <laughs> because of the intensity of that sort of secret and everything that was going on, I like put on like 30 or 40 pounds. The one guy just looked at me and said, just stop it. Yeah. And so, because it was like that, I mean, that was just such an intense mo- time in my life. Like I, whew,
1: whew, So you I was, feel like at that moment when, you know, she was pregnant and about to have the baby, you just kept eating your feelings?
0: Oh yeah, totally. That's my, that was my sort of main coping mechanism in life. So yeah. Absolutely. Cause I was very lean at that time. Yeah. I put on 35 pounds in like a matter of like three or four weeks. Wow. I was just, yeah, I was just eating my feelings. I just didn't, I had no, I had no tools at that time. I had none. I didn't know what to do.
1: So who do you think this, this secret at th- that time in the past, did it harm and who did it
0: benefit? Now that's easy. It definitely harmed her and it definitely harmed my son.
1: Did she tell you, have you guys talked about it, about how difficult that probably was for her too?
0: Well, no, we haven't. We might in the near future at some point, but um, she hated me Mm. for the longest time. I mean, for like 17 or 18 years, like there was nothing I could do to sort of redeem myself in her eyes because I like turned my life around and I showed up and- was never late with child support check. And I saw him every week and, you know, and was good to him and, and all of that. And so definitely, it definitely hurt him because he grew up having a mother who just hated his father. So that sucks. And then she got the short end of the stick too, because hanging out with me for him was fun. And she got to be the disciplinarian and I was the good fun guy and she was the strict mean one. So, and he and I, he and I have talked a lot about, and we've remained very, like, that's the amazing thing. It's like he and I have remained very close and we've talked. And whenever he has a problem, he calls me, doesn't call her. Mm, That Um, must just
1: break her heart. I feel for the mom right now. I'm feeling for the mom.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because she and I had a really good conversation recently. So my son, he called me and he was just in a really bad way. And it was because he's 24 now, just turned 25. And he just got into his first real relationship. And it's really serious. And he really is like in love with her and no tools whatsoever like you know as, as much as i tried to like give him stuff as we, as he you know he just didn't he just didn't know how to deal with that and so he started calling me and that brought us really a lot closer and that and that was really helpful and so we started talking and i was able to like share with him and then she got really worried because whenever his girlfriend would leave town or something because she's like this like a youtube anime type person so she's like leaving, going to conventions and doing cool things all the time. And when he, home, he would just like lose it. He would just get so like depressed and just messed up. And so she called me, she's saying, you know, she said, I'm really worried about him. And we had this really great conversation. Uh, the thing is, is she did, she became nice to me. Oh, well, here, here you go. Here's, here's a good story. So she became nice to me right before he graduated from high school. And there, I guess there's two relevant stories. So I couldn't figure out why she hated me so much. I mean, now telling this story, it's like, well, of course, it's obvious why. <laughs> but because I've been trying for so hard for so long, and it's like, and I wanted her to sort of approve of me and see the progress that I was making and that I'd really shown up and that I was, you know, and, you know, she would call me and she would just cuss me out. And I remember this one time I had this realization of like, oh, she's just the outpicturing of my own inner monologue.
1: <gasps> no.
0: Yeah. It's like if somebody, and so that's when I started to really realize if somebody's coming at me with a lot of hatred or anger or venom, they're just me. They're somehow, this is the way the universe works, somehow is just saying my own voice through me. So it's just like if people come in and say, he treated me so poorly, I always turn it around and go, what part of you is treating yourself poorly? So that was like, that was like the first chapter of really starting to sh- shift and then the last one, I guess he was about 17. He's getting close to graduating. You know, I'd come into their house every once in a while, but not that often. And I poked my head in, she wasn't there. And it was just so like dirty. And like, she's a bit of a pack rat and didn't mm. take good care of the house and stuff. And it was just, I was so, you know, was, my son was growing up and this was just like, it's just serves sort of a shame for me. And I saw this and I just realized, oh, this is the home of a person who hates themselves. Mm. And it's like, oh, she just has the same thing I have.
1: Yeah. And just a different form,
0: different form. And it's like all that being angry at me wasn't really about me. It was just, how can I be upset at her for having the same thing I have? And it just kind of, for me, it all fell away. And then shortly after that, it's like, she was just nice to me and she invited me over and we've gotten along fine ever since. And
1: isn't that crazy when you take someone out of the box that you have them in and and you just release it? It, everything kind of just like writes itself.
0: Yeah. And I had this weird codependent thing, you know, of I wanted her to sort of like come around because that meant that I was a good person now or something like that, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. So. That makes so much sense. But my last question for you. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. I go on and I go on.
1: (laughs) No, I think those are such beautiful stories. But I really want to ask you if someone is listening out there that is going through the same thing, that just found out they're about to have a baby and they're terrified, or they've had those same thoughts of like, I don't want to be here. I'm not responsible enough. What would be the advice you would give them?
0: Oh, gosh. Well... You're so much more capable than you know. You know, that 27-year-old person that I was, you know, it's just like I've become so much so much more successful than I thought I ever could. And somehow me showing up and taking care of my son really enabled that and allowed that to happen. And it's like, you know, I look back on that person that I was and I just go, oh boy, the insanity and the sickness, poor guy. You know, don't let those sick thoughts run your life and run your head. And it's like... I got into 12-step as a result of that. I found DA, which radically altered my life. And, you know, I thought I couldn't make it. And the reality is I could. And I learned to stand on my own two feet. and Not only that, support a family and support my son and, and to do it well and to be close to him. So it's like... I guess that's the main thing is you're so much stronger than you're aware of. You know, all that strength and power is inside you. And it's an opportunity like this that's going to be the thing that's going to bring it out. Running from it's not going to give you anything you think you want. (laughs) No sense of freedom or, you know, release from bondage. You know, and being a father... Like I said, best thing that ever happened to me.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your secret and your story with us today. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast@icloud.com. at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thank you again for listening to Secret Life Podcast. Please subscribe, share, send me a note, and you can always support the show with a donation on our site secretlifepodcast.com. dot com. Until next time, bye.